We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one of more's golden eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. And can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here with the charming, handsome, studly, beautiful <laughs> Mike Hampton. How many words was that? Was that five? Charming, handsome, beautiful, studly. Four? <laughs> I don't know. What? Hello. Thank how you. Many? I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. Um, Mike, today's episode is going to be an interesting one because I think it's one of our most unique subjects that we've talked about in a while. Um, maybe not in the same caliber as when we had the uh, quantum healer on, but in that aspect of being very unique. Uh, would you yeah, agree unique that? and also like something that m- may help you be a better version of you in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, we will talk about what that is in a second. But of course, we've got to pay the bills. And how we pay the bills is talk about our sponsor. Our sponsor is Clandestine Brewing. Clandestine Brewing is in San Jose, California. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be November. Uh, so I can announce this when this comes out. Is that, right. Mike, we got a beer, another beer coming out. Uh, and that beer is going to be a what? An IPA. That's right. And uh, we're still figuring the name out. So, <laughs> but I think we got it, right? Maybe. Yeah. We won't say it now, but maybe by the time this airs, we will know it and then we'll say it <laughs> on a future episode. Yes. Yes. So we got that to look forward to an IPA. And this is going to be more of a mic experience, as, as we all know, people want mic experiences. So <laughs> I get that all the time. Let's get more mic, more mic. Hashtag more mic. Oh, no, less mic. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Mike. Let's Mike on Mike. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, But uh, in all seriousness, yes, we have a we have a new beer coming out uh, with partnership uh, with Clandestine Brewing. It will be an IPA commemorating something very special to Mike. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, and just go down to Clandestine Brewing. I assume that by the time this comes out, it'll be in the process of brewing. So. With that being said, it'll probably be two or three weeks out until it comes out. Of course, we will have a launch party. That'll probably be in December, if I'm honest. And uh, we will go from there. But yes, Clandest of Brewing, check them out. Best beers in town in San Jose. Some of the best beers in California, truthfully, I think so. Mike, hopefully you agree with that statement. I absolutely agree with that statement. Especially their IPAs. That's right. (laughs) Especially the IPAs. (laughs) Any IPA they have. Any IPA, yes. Uh, and of course, uh, you can check him out at Clandestine Brewing on Instagram. So please go give him a follow. Um, yeah, so Mike, t- today's subject of, of life and empowerment and manifestation is a very important one for all of us. And uh, we are speaking to uh, somebody I met in a previous event for the GT Challenge Series episode, which you can listen to. Just look that up. Uh, Jason Dukes. Uh, who is a business coach extraordinaire. Business coach yeah. extraordinaire and who sits in the captain's chair. Who sits in the captain's chair indeed. Yes, we are with uh, life coach, business coach, uh, Jason Dukes. He is an all-around great guy, very funny. Um, 
very funny, very charismatic, and honestly, just very easy to talk to. So I imagine that if you are struggling with something in your life and you want to chat with somebody, you'd be pretty easy to speak to. I think you, I don't know if you would agree with that, Mike, but totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think he's really good at what he does. And, um, and I think also part of why he's really good at what he does is because he's a very easygoing, charismatic, relatable guy. And, uh, you know, if you're talking to someone who sounds like they're listening to you as if it's a job interview, you're probably not going to feel so inclined to be comfortable and open up. So uh, Jason is definitely not that uh, very easy to talk to. So, Yeah, a- absolutely. So uh, you will learn all about Jason, all about his uh, life coaching skills, uh, his history in racing. And uh, yeah, a celebrity comes up a lot in this episode. <laughs> Do we say former celebrity or just celebrity? I mean, he's selling out or not selling out, but he's at the uh, Chase Center. So you tell me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I want to see the ticket sales. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure he's fine. Actually, I'm I'm sure sure he's doing fine. Yes. Probably better than us, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, (laughs) but without further ado, we'll be right back up to this break with Jason Dukes uh, of captainschair.com. Sorry, captains-chair.com, life coach and business coach and also worker for SRO. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be right back uh, with Jason Dukes. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku, one a.k.a. Mr. Generous, live and direct. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Uh, as always, Uncle Dad here with my hetero life mate, Mike. Mike, what's up? That's right. You got me nailed down. I, that's the new. Uh, that's that's going to be my new intro name. <laughs> Mike, the hetero life mate. I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. You didn't say hello. Say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> All right. And of course, as always, we're not alone. We are with uh, a friend of mine and somebody we met uh, at an event uh, this, this year, this year, this year, I think it was this year. Uh, yeah, it was the, uh, yeah, the GT, uh, uh, the GT World Challenge Series, correct? Uh, yes, sir. That we, we, we are with Jason Dukes. Jason, what's up? How's it going? How's it going? So I have a question about you guys being together, but never alone. Is that, is that like... <laughs> Is that like a court thing where you guys there always has to be like a third person or yeah I don't know I'm man not, we're still trying to figure that out we're not he's not allowed to talk to me alone there needs to be someone either in the room or listening to make sure he doesn't try anything because <laughs> I'm the problem yes clearly yeah. uh, Jason. Uh, just to kind of give some backstory of how we met. Uh, yeah, you were uh, you were a business coach, uh, mm-hmm. but you were there working uh, at the SOR, which SOR stands for uh, uh, SRO. 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 Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's sports car racing, right? Like it would make sense <laughs> if it was like sports car racing organization, but it isn't. The the founder of the company's name is Stefan Rattel, and so it's the Stefan Rattel organization. So okay. That's, See, what's funny is I was going to say sports racing organization, but I was like, no, that's probably wrong. I can't make assumptions <laughs> with that. So I got that right. Okay, good. We See, get Mike, it wrong I told all you. the time because like we want to say like we want to say sports car racing, or whatever, but that's not it. It's, you know, so it's someone's name. 
It's someone's <laughs> name. Good on them. Good on them. Uh, So let's talk about, Jason, uh, before we kind of dive into what you do, I do want to talk about uh, you, you know, working in uh, racing really fast. I think that's fascinating. I think uh, you don't normally see, um, you really don't see, like when we were there at the the GT World Challenge uh, Series, one of the things I took from it is there's so much diversity in the world of racing. You you don't realize that, you know, you think racing on the surface level is, you know, mullets and Miller and that's it, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. that's what I think at least. <laughs> well, and, and there's also, there's, there's diverse, like, I think people, people forget how diverse racing itself is, right? Like racing is basically, it's, it's a, it's a motorsport competition. So anything with anything with wheels on it or a motor, um, you know, two people got together and they were like, well, I bet my whatever is faster than yours. So, you know, on the ultra luxury level, like GT racing, it's like, well, I bet my Lamborghini is faster than yours, you know, it, all the way down to like, oh, I, I you know, I guess my, I bet my farm tra- tractor is faster than yours. So, you know, if, if, if you're racing farm tractors, you're going to get the farm tractor crowd. Like if you're racing Lamborghinis, you're going to get the Lamborghini crowd. If you're racing you know, whatever, like whatever the competition is, it, it will reflect um, in, the, in the audience. I think, you know, NASCAR, which I also worked for NASCAR um, coming up uh, through, through, through the years, we can talk about that. But, you know, NASCAR is, more, well, historically was more of a Southeastern um, bootlegging uh, thing is where, is where that came from, where it was like people had bootlegging vehicles and it was, I bet you can't beat my thing, but, you know, and so it, it grew from that. And so, you know that's where a little bit of the the the, the mullets, well, not Miller, more Budweiser in that area. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I only do that because the alliteration. That's why. <laughs> mullets gotcha. and Miller. <laughs> that's a T-shirt right there, Mike. Let's remember that. Oh yeah, the, the, the wheels are already turning. Trust me. <laughs> yes, 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 good, good. Uh, so, Jason, how did you get into uh, racing? Yeah. So, um, probably, uh, I mean, it like. A lot like you guys it was just it was one of those childhood things right like i you know you guys probably ran home i'm making assumptions right but like ran home and like read comic books or, or cartoons or whatever and like that's what that's what got you and it was one of those things where it was just like yeah um i ran home for a while it was like the movie space camp like i would like you know, stem out on that, and then it was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But then I was getting fat because it just made me want to eat pizza. Um, and then it story was, of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. Like, uh, dude, I was the king of book it. I think we ta- we may have talked about it. I don't know. We did that, talk about that, yeah. Yeah, like I was the king of book it. I couldn't help it. It was like, what you're gonna give me pizza to read books? Like all of a sudden, I'm like super literate. Um, the I would go home and there would just be racing on TV, like the 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 TV coverage that ESPN had from like the after school three to six o'clock, five o'clock, it was like, you know, racing from the weekend that they just didn't, they didn't have anything, you know, it was like the beginning of ESPN. They didn't have anything else to show. So they just showed like old racing and a little bit of a drama queen. I I got addicted to it because it was, you know, Earnhardt versus Wallace, you know, Ford versus Chevy Miller versus Budweiser. Like, you know all these different, <laughs> all these different things. You know, um, you know North Carolina versus South Carolina. This like you know, and um, 
I just got got addicted to the the storylines and, and and the racing part of it. Like I'm actually not yeah. even a car guy. It's more the, the racing part of it that I that I enjoy. You just got the need for speed, yeah. I got the need for speed and the need for some dramatic <laughs> stories, right? Like it's. I mean, you you saw it at the track. Like, like oh, yeah. as soon as you, as soon as you got there and started talking to people, all of a sudden you're like. Oh wait, like I like the the you know the red car, and I want the red car to beat the white car. It's like all right, well now it's a color thing, or like I want this Honda to beat that you know Hyundai, and it's like all right, well now it's a car thing, or like oh like I really like Jim, and you know so I want him to be Bob, and right. just you know and 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 that happens. And I think that's one of the things I've been trying to convey to Mike because you know he wasn't there for that weekend, but Mike, you gotta we, come. You gotta come, Mike. You gotta, you gotta come. come, Mike. I'll I'll be there if you come. I'll be there so you guys can be in the same room or same track. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we won't be alone. <laughs> yeah, you can be the witness in the room, okay? <laughs> or in the racing stadium, right? Yeah, <laughs> the racing stadium. Whatever it is. But yeah, real quick though, even in any sport, right? Like in basketball, football, whatever. It's never just about the game that's being played, right? They always there's always like the underlying stories of like. So and so used to play on this team, and now he's playing his old team, or this and that, and it makes it way more exciting, and and, and that's for the fans, right, to get into. So it's never just about the who wins. It, it's right. Well, it, even like in in football, like I'm a Cowboys hater, but the truth is, I just I'm sorry, I woke up and chose hate this morning. I'm sorry, I'm a, I know I'm a life coach, but it happens. Uh, but like I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan hater. Like I don't really hate the Cowboys. I just hate the way that their fans act. You know, yeah. and so sometimes it's the same in motorsports where it's like some people like, you know, I don't think anyone like didn't like Dale Earnhardt. I, actually, people did like Dale Earnhardt, like did, did not like Dale Earnhardt back in the day, but it was more like his fans. It's just like, oh, my God, like I could take him, but I just can't take his fans or like now Kyle Busch's fans. It's like people just can't like he's uh, all right. He's Kyle, but like some, you know, people it's like, oh, but his fans. Oh, God, they're just, you know, so. Yeah, it, you, it, it builds and builds and builds. Do you know what he's referring to, Mike, with the Kyle Busch thing? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to ex- do you want to explain no. real quickly? <laughs> I know what he's referring to with the Cowboys fans. Uh, okay, similar to Raider fans, but uh, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, same right, same yeah. deal, right? Where it's like you know, like Raider, like Raider fans. It's been. And I get it. I'm from a, a, guy, a guy, Jack Tatum, played for the Raiders, and he's from my hometown. So my hometown has this random pocket of Raiders fans. But it's like, guys, it's been 40 years. Right? Like, you know, chill out. <laughs> it's been 40 years. Chill out. That's another shirt, Mike. It's been 40 years. Chill out. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> it's been 40 years. Like, for real. Like, I don't remember you guys ever being great. You know, <laughs> chill out. A lot of great sound years. bites in this episode so far. I love it. <laughs> oh, my, my business is going to tank. <laughs> and we're probably going to lose a lot of – if we have any people that listen to us who are Raiders fans, they're now – Or no Cowboys fans. <laughs> oh, the Cowboys fans, I don't care. Cowboys fans, they wouldn't hire me anyway. So Cowboys fans don't even – Cowboys fans don't even listen to podcasts, so we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the point, right? Yeah. I love it. Uh, so, Jason, uh, thank you for telling us a, a little bit about yourself. Let's talk about uh, being a life coach, business coach. Uh, so what, one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is when you had kind of told me about it originally when we were just walking around the track, it was very interesting to me because I really don't know what a life coach 
truly does, right? Mm-hmm. I know on a surface level maybe, but not necessarily deeper down, you know, deeper into that. What, what does that mean to be a life coach? What do, you, what do you do on that aspect of things? So if you could kind yeah, of give so us I'm an explanation. A little, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit biased in how I go about it or the type of life coaching that I do, right? Like there are some life coaches that they're more like teachers or consultants where it's like they know it, they have a way you know, this is what they try and get all their clients to do. Like it's their system and that's what they, they do. I'm like all the way on the other side of the spectrum of it, of a little bit of, I almost can't explain what I do because I don't know what I don't, not that I don't know what I do, but I don't know what we're going to do. Like I have really deep conversations with my clients and we figure out where to go from there. Um, a lot of, a lot of the work that I do is helping my clients see the things that they actually can see, but they can't see. Um, so the things they, they don't know that they don't know, um, pretty much, but in a weird way, they do know it. Cause it's like, dude, you just, I don't know. There, there, there's multiple times in my conversations with clients where they're like, man, Jason, you're brilliant. I'm like, no, you just, I just repeated what you just said. And they're like, I wouldn't have said that. And I'm like, nope, you said it. Like we could go back in the recording. Like, you know, you said it. And so people just, uh, it, it's a, it's a weird human thing. Um, a lot of my clients get, it's almost like therapy sometimes too, or a lot of my clients get annoyed that like that, that they make the same mistake or that, you know, the conversation we're having this week is a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's like, but that's human nature. Like, that's what we do. Like humans, we do patterns. And if, if someone isn't there to help you figure out what your pattern is and help you interrupt the pattern so that you get a new thing, you're, you're typically not going to uh, achieve something new or achieve something in a new way or, or achieve something out of the box. So um, it, the type of coaching that I do, it's it's not like a for everyone thing. There's also some people who are on the, the like, you know, almost like socialist coaching where it's like, oh, coaching is for everybody. Like everyone needs a coach. Everyone should have a coach. The type of coaching I do isn't for everyone because not everyone wants to or needs to change as much as, as much as I drive my clients to, right? Like my clients are they're working on really big projects that need them to be in many cases, like a different person to, to get the result. And so, so they hire me to help them do that. Yeah. It's interesting that it is, it does sound a lot like therapy. I mean, I've done, I did years of therapy, obviously you can probably tell by looking at me. Um, and, uh, I I guess, but, (laughs) but, but also a lot of it is like, letting the person talk and then kind of reflecting back and, and guiding them as opposed to just saying, well, you need to do this, this, and that, right? Like it's, it's, it's a lot of listening and reflecting Yeah. because a lot of times we do have the answers. We just don't know we have the answers, right? Yeah. Well, and a lot of my clients, I work with pretty visionary entrepreneurs. So there also isn't a, like, like there isn't a way, right? Like there's no case study for what they're about to do because they're likely going to be the first person to, to do it. Um, you know, I, I relate a lot with the people in, in the different spaces that you guys work with, because like a lot of the, the conferences, conventions, things you guys are even working on, it's like you invented it. Like, you know, it's like, well, we're going to take these two things and do this. It's like, well, you know, well, who else has taken those two things and done this? It's like us. So, you know, so there's no self-help book for that. And whatever books, Barnes and Noble, like you can't go to Barnes and Noble and find out like, you know, how do we make a comic book beer? <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> right. No one wrote that book yet. Like that's that's your book to write, but you know. But then how? Like, so then who do you have on your team to help you 
you know, help you out with something like that. That's where someone like me would come in. So in the process of that, <clears throat> so let's say I have, if, if we can, we do like a, a scenario right now, if that's okay. Is that possible? It's, it's up to you because it's, oh, so here's, do... the thing, here's the thing Tell is me. that coaching, coaching is, coaching is confidential and it's, it's confidential. It's super deep. And sometimes it goes places where, where like, you don't want it to, to go almost like therapy. So, you know, like if, if well, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go that intense, but uh, okay, what, I, right. what I, what I will, let's, let's do this. So right now, me and Mike have talked about this and I, I think it's, he's right. It's something we should put in the ether and see what can energy can give me. So right now I am in between re, like a real career job, right? Like I don't have a stable career job because I'm trying to be Mike, what was the word you use? An entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and focusing on this podcast full time. But at the same time, I'm trying to bring in funds from like a, you know, a, a, what you would consider to be a normal job. And I find myself having the challenge of finding the balance, I guess you would say. Would that be a conversation we could have? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there, it's it, probably to reframe the conversation too, it'd be creating the balance. Like, I don't know that balance is something that you could find because it's different for, for everyone. Like, I think that 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 may be it. Is that people people want to find balance, right? Like people want to go to Barnes and Noble and be like, "Balance book, please tell me the balance I need." And it's like, well, but balance is different for everybody, right? Like for me, like balance means going to ten races a year, going to the beach, you know, like eating out and going to the pool and like working five six hours a day. Like that's balance for me. But that I mean, that would probably kill most people. Okay, so so I see what you're saying. Then okay, so given what I have what I have just told you, can we work on something on the air right now? We can, we yeah. If if you don't mind, your your let's do it. Let's do it. it. <laughs> I'm let's not gonna get it. too crazy. Believe me. And we got an editor too. So if it gets too crazy, I just tell him to take it out. <laughs> just, just cut it out. Cut it out. On today's, on, to, on today's podcast, here's Jason Dukes. Okay, here's the end of the podcast. Like, yeah, and then here's <laughs> here's Uncle Dad crying. <laughs> no, I just think like on that conversation of of balance, I, even that alone was kind of insightful enough for me to think about that. Cause I don't think I really had thought about it. Like from that aspect, it's like balance does look different for everybody. And I think sometimes we can look for balance to be the same as somebody, but maybe you're right. Maybe I, I mean, just even that simple aspect of me thinking about that. It's like, you're right. What does balance look like for me? And I don't know what that looks like yet. And I have to, I should write, you know, on my own time, I'll, I'll balance, look into that and see what I think balance looks like. And how do I bridge that gap and become where I'm happy with the balance that I find, right? You know, I think so, that's just a so journey Mike, that how, I have. How many questions, how many, how many great questions that you just hear Uncle Dad ask himself? At least four. Okay. So look like, so here's the thing where people are like, oh my God, Jason, where do you come up with these great coaching questions? It's like, no, I just listen to the questions that you just asked and I'm going to make you answer them. That's coaching. And see, and that's great, and that's that's a great example of that because I'm also kind of aware of that. It's like, yeah, I'm saying already what I know I need to hear, but I know that for me, it's sometimes hard for me to accept that. And so, as you say that, you know, it's great. That's really great, and 
Yeah. Uh, I think you got, you're onto something, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it works. So like, it, like not to, to pat my back on whatever, but it's like, I, no, I pat yourself with, on the back, pat yourself on the back. I pat myself <laughs> on the back. Like I work with visionary entrepreneurs <laughs> and they've, they've gone out and they've built, you know, they, they build great things. I mean, you were part of it. Like the, the race that you went to, the SRO race that you went to, the feeling of the paddock and like how everyone is and how inviting everyone is and stuff like that. Like that's, that's a reflection of, of my client because that's how he is and he runs the series. And so then therefore, you know, that's, that's oh. sort of like the, the, how it, how it trickles down. Um, and, 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 and he created that because not all racing series are, are like that. A lot of, lots of racing series take on the, take on the image of, of the leader <laughs> of the yeah. racing series. Yeah, it, are. You know, and, and when you say that, it's so great because when, when I went to that race and one thing I was trying to convey to Mike afterwards, it's like, I was concerned that the crowd, because I know with luxury driving, you were going to get a crowd of, I guess, pretentious people, as, as the best way I could put it. But I didn't feel that once. Everybody was so loving and inviting and supportive of each other. And it was just something that I've never seen really in an event like that, that you wouldn't think like that, that would be like that. And it was, you know, on, on the idea of diversity, but also there's so many different backgrounds. I mean, the stories that we collected and you know you can all listen to that episode in the past so i don't want to get into that too much but you're right it's like it is a great representation of of what that what your boss must be or whatever because it felt the connection is what we always talk about me and mike and i could feel that connection 110 percent out there and i'll tell you the truth it changed my life with racing because now i want to try to watch racing more i do actually try to watch racing more nice. and uh you know, it's uh, that all is owed to just simply meeting the right people and experiencing all that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Mike. I know, yeah, you, I know you have something you want to ask, Mike. Well, what, I mean, going back to the thing about balance, uh, yes, it is different for everyone. And um, I know for myself, like I work a lot, but I also like to balance it with, you know, music events or you know, watching sports or whatever it is. And, and how do you, how do you gauge for, to help other people find what that balance is? If they, like, say you meet someone and they're like, well, I, I will, I will take my vacation in two years when I reach X amount of whatever success. Would you tell that person that's a, that's a fair balance to have, or would you tell them that you're going to drive yourself mad? Well, I, I wouldn't tell them, I wouldn't tell them anywhere. I would, I would, we'd go into exploring like where that conversation comes from. Like, like if that's, like if that's a decision that they made or if that's a pattern that they have, or if it's some cultural thing that they learned or like, like, you know, like where does that story actually come from? Because a lot of people, a lot of people live and they just, they live the automatic, right? Like, it's the pattern that they did, or, you know, I'm black, therefore this, or I grew up in New Jersey, therefore that, or whatever. And we don't ever stop and, and like, think about it and be like, wait, no, actually, this isn't what I decided. Like, hold on. Like, let me think about it. And so, one is, is like, probably the first step is, is asking a bunch of questions and figuring out where, where that story comes from, and then seeing if that's what the person really has decided to do. And then, you know, if they decide to do something, like actually supporting them and and, <clears throat> and and doing something different. So my relationship with my clients, it's it's actually it's a pretty hands-on relationship, like once we get going, because humans are like almost like elastic bands where it's like 
you know, I mean, it, it comes up everywhere, right? Like addiction work, therapy, different things like that, where it's like, you know, you have a person, this is their stance, you start coaching them and then they realize, oh wait, this is where I want to go. And it's like the further they get along from where they originally were, like the harder they like slap back to it. And so, you know, like I just have to be the other sort of like whole, whole force that's like trying to push them over to where, you know, where they, where they want to be. Um, I, I, I do that where I, I, some, I mean, so again, work with a bunch of visionary entrepreneurs. So, you know, people probably like listen to Gary Vanderchuk, probably have a shirt that says like hustle on it or whatever before they start working with me. And so, yeah, like we end up and, and no, none of that stuff is, is bad or whatever, but just to, to, to sort of where, where it usually goes is that, you know, then they do go on vacation. And the, the first post that I see when they go on vacation is like, they, they like, they post them, their feet, like looking out at the ocean and like a list of like 20 books that they're reading, like business self-help books that they're reading while at the beach. And it's just like, why did you, like, why did, like, why did you just, like, what, what's that about? Like, again, not wrong. I'm just curious why on your vacation, you, like, your first thing that you immediately did was you ran off the plane, took all your clothes off, took a, <laughs> a photo shoot at the beach, and then listened to a bunch of books that you're going to, like, read at the beach. Like, that's, I find that interesting. Like, you know what I mean? I find that interesting. Like, I used to do things like that, but I find that interesting. Like, what? What is it? And so, and, and different people have different answers, but usually it's something like, oh, like, I need to show people that I'm working on my vacation. And it's like, you know, seizure number 3000, life coach seizure moment. Of like, <laughs> what? Who? You know? So, yeah. and then, and then, no, like, not making it wrong because some people work on their vacation. Okay. Oh, that's fine. But some people, you know, some people, work on their vacation because it's the cultural thing that they just never thought about. They just, they, they're doing the pattern, doing the thing. I mean, that's that I struggle with that. Even when I'm yeah. on a vacation or usually when I take a vacation, 90% of the time it's a working vacation. So, and when you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself or you have your own business, you're kind of always working. And so it's, I find it's difficult to find that, that uh, the balance or better yet, the, uh, the boundary of like, nope, I'm not going to read my emails. I'm not going to respond to that message. I'm not going to post about work. I'm just going to be present with the fact that I need a break and I'm going to let that be. Uh, it is. It's tough. Well, it is. It, 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 but it's, it becomes like if, if, so my clients, like that's one of the things that we work on, right? Like it has to be an active an active decision of like, well, this is my boundary. And then you have to like actively work on that. <laughs> like you have to actively work on it. Right. Because it's not just for you, but then everyone else, everyone else, get, everyone else gets it. Right. Like most people in my life know, like, all right, race weekend. Like what's the point of calling Jason? He's at a race. Like, it, like the weekend, like what's the point of calling Jason for work? Like he's at the, the, the beach, like, you know, like my, my boundaries are actually pretty set up and people sort of know, people already sort of know my boundaries, right? But it, it didn't, it definitely didn't start that way. It's like, you know, I started out this, this business 10 years ago where it's like, oh, call it's three o'clock in the morning, call Jason, he'll reply right away. It's like, now don't call Jason at three o'clock in the morning, please don't. Actually, you can, but, you know. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> you, you, you can, but you're going to get a response at like, you know, 11 a.m., 
Uh, I, you know what? Right now, when Mike was talking, I don't know if you saw Jason that that when he said that word boundaries, that was it. That was like what I needed because I I think that's what I suffer with a lot is that boundary idea because in since I'm new, Mike has been in this you know self work business for a while, and I'm new to this and I'm kind of learning it, you know, and kind of tying in how we were talking about earlier. I'm realizing that that's something that like I'll go on a vacation but I'm still thinking about the podcast. I'm still trying to do, figure out what can I do? How do I add more to that? How do I, you know, I'm responding to different emails consistently, trying to consistently grow, but I'm not making time for myself uh, when, I, when I'm there. Like, I mean, I, I'm still enjoying myself, right? Just like how Mike is, but I'm not, you know, setting that boundary. So that was, that actually really opened up something for me, Mike. So thank you. Well, I mean, it also, I feel like it, it you, it, it makes you not able to really be present wherever you are. Oh, or absolutely you're right. You're having a conversation with the person you're on vacation with, and you're not really listening because in the back of your mind, you're thinking about work stuff. And I mean, and that can even happen when you're not on a vacation, when you just have someone out for dinner, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Being able to turn that off. I mean, I, I'm speaking to it because I still, I still struggle with it, you know? And no, by by the way, just because I'm a coach and like I've had major breakthroughs in a lot of different places in my life, like still doesn't mean that I don't struggle with the stuff or don't actively have structures in place to make sure that I don't do the things. I mean, it, it literally is almost like addiction or like therapy is that like, you know, all the things I'm working on, I, I'm actually working on, like I'm practicing it, just like I'm, I'm practicing it. Um, I, just so the audience knows, he showed us the binder that he had stuff in, and then he had some worksheets. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the narration. Um, I, I, sh I struggle with it. Uh, there was something I was going to say about boundary. Shoot. Sorry. Either way, it'll come, it'll come back to me. But I, I, it's a practice. I, I practice it. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, one of the things too is that like, like all of that, like you're, you're a nice dude, right? Like you're a nice guy. And sometimes that, that turns into like, like a lot of starting out entrepreneurs or people in different phases. If, if you're a nice guy, like that turns into being, you know, like a yes person or, or not really like strict on details because it's like, Oh, like I need to, I need to be nice. And it's like, I don't know, like be whatever the be, first, put yourself first. Like you guys said, put yourself first. And then be whatever the business needs you to be, right? And sometimes the business needs you to be strict and just give clear-cut directions and say no, and say no a lot, and like you know, put you first. Ah, that's what I was gonna say. Is luckily for me, um, this is one of those businesses where, like, if I live my best life, then I'm a better coach. Right. Because it's it's my job. It's my, like I'm going to my job consists of being on like super intense hour calls with people where it's like I have to be clear. My head has to be clear. Like I can't be upset about things like I can't be hungry. I can't be falling asleep. Like all the things for this hour, like it needs to be it, I need to have I need to be like super concentrated on this hour with my client. And so therefore. It's like, you know, I got to get up, got to eat, got to go to the pool, got to work out, got to feel good, you know, have to do writing exercises, all this stuff. Like, I can't wait. I'm, I'm in the middle. Actually, I shouldn't say it. I'm on the south end of a hurricane. And people keep asking, and, and like, you know, people keep 
texting me like, how are we doing? Like one, we're fine here because we're on the south end of a hurricane. But they're like, man, it looks terrible. It's like, I can't watch that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't sit here and watch the hurricane all day because it will affect. It'll affect me. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm a Floridian. I live through hurricanes. I don't want to sit and watch people suffering through a hurricane. You know, that that can't be entertainment for me Um, to, you know, that's part of the put me first. You can always just go to a hurricane party, right? Well, they, they had some, but still, even sometimes hurricane parties, they sit in that, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to watch Jim Cantorian do cheers every time he says a word. It's like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that either. Like, I'd yeah. much rather sit home and watch YouTube videos of something that has nothing to do with Florida or hurricanes. Like, <laughs> but you know. hold on. I, I've never heard of a hurricane party. Is that for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that, uh, so then I, you then you'd be distracted by the the negative hurricane news, constant news buzzwords about seawall and, and storm surge. And then you'd also then, those, then you'd those also are the words you have to drink every time you say one of those words. See, <laughs> and then you'd also be hungover the next day. So then you couldn't do your job the next day either. So kudos to you for staying away from hurricane parties. Yeah, just just stay, <laughs> just stay away from it. And I mean, it's. So one of the things that I practice and work on with, with my coach is I'm, I'm a Capricorn. I'm from New Jersey. I'm the oldest brother, like all those things. Right. So I'm just super right about everything. Like I know everyone else is stupid and I know, and like, I'm right. And so like, I had to be careful because this actually it was yesterday or so that I went on social media and someone was like taking pictures of, you know, their boat and being like, look, we're fine. The hurricane's going to be fine and blah, blah, blah. And like I was about to go and like like stop tempting the hurricane and blah blah blah, and it's like Jason, stop! Like this person is just like acting out an anxiety attack, and like that's what people do. Like before a hurricane comes, like you do stupid stuff, and you, most of the stupid stuff now that everyone has social media is on social media, and it's like I don't need to sit and watch that because I'm going to want to like comment or judge or whatever. And it's like look, like let people have their space. They're just a hurricane is about to come blow their stuff away. Like, leave them alone. Like, let them post whatever they want to post. Like, it's not my job to sit up here and judge people because, you know, a hurricane's coming. Let them do what they're going to... Let them do what they're going to do. But I'll, I also, for my well-being, like, I don't need to watch it. I don't need to to, to, to sit and, and watch it. Not that I don't care. It's just I don't... I can't. I, I, I care. I just can't sit and take it all in. Well, you, we've only got so much time on you know on this earth or in a day so where do you put your time into watching that stuff and worrying about others or do you put it into your own stuff and and making yourself better right yeah yeah much more better use of your time yeah that's uh very well said um jason this has actually been very insightful so far i really you're making me a new man a new uncle dad i love it it's a a miracle (laughs) That's a hurricane miracle. No hurricane party needed. (laughs) Um, So, you know, one of the things I I am not familiar with, and I know that you have this on your website, I'm just kind of curious. I don't know what a vision board is. Can you explain Uh, that to me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you probably do. You you probably just don't know the the term vision board or whatever, but it's it's pretty much just either – Oh, well, I was I was going to do the, the visual thing and show you again. But then it's like, I mean, you could explain it to us, like yeah. explain the, your so visual board. I had I I made a vision board about ten years ago, and again because I'm a you know 
non-artist Capricorn, whatever, I made a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> least, nice, nice. Yeah, I just I, my my vision board was just PowerPoints of pictures of how I eventually want my life to look. Um, and so, you know, some people draw vision boards. Some people take clips of you know just like magazine clip like magazines. Yeah, those are a thing, right? Like magazine clippings and post it on a board or whatever. But it's it's pretty much just vision, like making a board, envisioning out how you want your your life to be so it's just a visual representation yeah i'm saying the same thing let me ask you this i I saw on your uh maybe it was your linkedin you you said you live your life as if you're always on vacation so was your Mm -hmm. vision board like planes and beaches and like a suitcase and uh (laughs) exotic destinations yeah if if you have a sec i'll if you have a sec i'll get it Oh, yeah, he's, then, a, he's grabbing then, it, and then we'll describe it to to the to the yeah. audience because it, you know, I guess d- different people have different ideas of what vacation is, but um, that's a great way. I would say that's a great way to live your life, right? Oh like, hell yeah! <laughs> living your life as if you're always on vacation. That's why I wanted to wear Hawaiian shirts all the time because I was like, if I dress like I'm on vacation all the time, I'm oh. on vacation. It feels like that, yeah. Yeah, but somebody said that was dumb, so. Yeah, who said that? I wonder who. I didn't say that. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, well, definitely was not you, no. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, so this is, this is the vision board PowerPoint that I did a couple of years ago. I think it's all pretty, nothing crazy on it. But actually, so when I did this, to get, uh, my profession was motorsports. I worked for NASCAR, left there went ran a racetrack in St. Louis, like was on track to being like this motorsports executive of, you know, of Milky Way, whatever. And uh, then my dad got sick. And so I moved back home to New Jersey, no racing jobs in New Jersey. So uh, a couple things. One, I was moving back. I, I was now living. Well, one, my dad was dying, which, you know, was the worst thing ever because, yes, uh, and I was living back home in New Jersey, which is like, I'd made effort to leave New Jersey. Uh, Where in New Jersey? Uh, Passaic. Um, so up by the Meadowlands. Okay. Uh, Meadowlands, New York City. Yeah, the, the New York side of New Jersey. Nothing against it. It's just, it's not, it's not me. Like, I'm a beach, hot, summer, all year long racing. I've heard uh, New Jersey has some awesome beaches, though. The shore, it does, but it's a it's like a two and a half month thing. Oh, that's it. You gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Now I live in Fort Lauderdale. Beach here is like yes, just oh man. Know. Like people already <laughs> they had started checking on me on Monday morning. They were like, "How are you going through the hurricane?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm at the beach." <laughs> what a life! <laughs> like, yeah, what a like, life! I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so this is. Um, some of my vision board from a couple of years ago. Uh, so 10 years ago, right? So I was in New Jersey at this point. And one of the things on the vision board uh, was this. It is. It's a picture of a man uh, sitting in a chair with a computer with his feet up on a desk at a beach. And it says winter in the, <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Well, and, and also to be to one of the funny things about this is that like, you know, 10 years into the present now i'm talking about how like i I would never bring a laptop to the to the beach but Mm -hmm. like you know in my vision board like i was still stuck in it where it's like yeah i'll be at the beach working 
Like, well, maybe he's watching uh, Netflix or something. There it is. Like there it is. Yeah. Yep. He's not using his phone for some reason. He's not using his phone. No. Well, let, let's well, be fair small. too. When, too when, small. Yeah. When I when when I did this, phones were probably the size of his chair, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah so this is phone. my my vision board from, uh, you know, actually this was something that hasn't happened yet, but. A seller list with his book on the top. Looks like yeah. a, a man giving more some speech to a crowd. Yeah. Uh, a nice room. So, Beautiful car. Car. Yeah, car. Some celebrations, which is basically. Uh, oh, is that Mardi Gras? That's Mardi Gras. That yeah, is Mardi Gras, but Let's go. I did better. I just I live in Fort Lauderdale, which is like that basically. Year you said round. you said better than uh than uh, Mardi Gras. It's I different. don't know, man. It's it's different. <laughs> there you go. That's Mardi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know what this was supposed to be, but I mean, it, oh wait, okay, sorry, but yeah, this sort of looks like the the racetrack and um, different things. And so, is that, yeah, uh, is, that like, is that Tevin Campbell in that picture? <laughs> Tevin Campbell. <laughs> you wanted to meet Tevin Campbell. <laughs> Actually, so I did. I uh, <laughs> wait. What you met Tevin Campbell? <laughs> I, no, I didn't meet Tevin Campbell, but I grew up like in the Tevin Campbell age where it was like, man. Like, I want to be Kevin Campbell when I grow up. Um, and then one day, I, uh, when I was living in New Jersey, I went to see Hairspray on Broadway, and Kevin Campbell was seaweed, I think. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aubrey O'Day was in it, Kevin Campbell, George Wentz. There was like, it was like an all-star cast. But so was... that's where Kevin Campbell went. I was wondering after his... <laughs> he, was on, he was on Broadway for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually on tour right now, just so you know. No way! <laughs> Yeah, he's touring all the major stadiums. He's actually going to be at a. No, he so can stop it. I swear, I swear, we're going to be at a. So we were in the Bay Area, and so he's coming to the. Mike, he's going to be at the Chase Center. <laughs> Tevin Campbell is going to be at the Chase Center. Wait, that's Mike. where the Warriors. That's where the Warriors play. No, I don't like himself. I, I don't mean to. to like, Kevin <laughs> it's going to be him, Monica, Drew Hill, and and Tony Braxton's brother. <laughs> it's a relive your past tour those are trending these days <laughs> you have me on Tony Braxton Tony Braxton's brother? yeah so, so not, not Tony Braxton <laughs> does he sing her songs but from a man's point of view oh man <laughs> next That's up so Tony Braxton's brother <laughs> Uh, right after, can we talk? <laughs> yeah. He was, well, Tyler, no, wait, Tyler is Tony Braxton's brother, was Tony Braxton's brother famous, or? <laughs> I no, I he wasn't even on, like, the reality TV shows. <laughs> I just, I brought it up because I just, when I saw that today, I was like, whoa, that's so funny. Where does, why does the brother fit into any of this? <laughs> like, and then we, and then we just, it just, and I thought about that today because I saw it today. So it's serendipitous that we're talking about that now. <laughs> well, we're, well, we're talking about it because you brought it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, is that, is so anyways. This like a drinking, is this like, a, am I part of a drinking game where like, if we say Kevin family, you got a drink? <laughs> that's our new game, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, or Tony Braxton's brother. We don't even know his name. <laughs> um, I, I actually, so I, the fun fact, I actually wrote Tevin Campbell to get him on the show, and oh. uh, he never, he never responded. So if you're well, listening, Tevin busy. Campbell, he's selling out stadium. <laughs> this Tevin Campbell, can we talk? You know, 
<laughs> make that happen. I'm not gonna make that Actually, so you need to make a you need to do a vision board. With Tevin Campbell on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that, that would actually okay. be vision boarding. Like just go ahead and make the ad for the show and then look at it every day and <laughs> Okay. I like that. I do like that. I, I'm gonna do you feel that vision boarding or a lot of what you're talking about is that the power of manifestation as well? Uh, it is. It's, it's, um, uh, I forget that, that this isn't a visual thing, right? But like going back to how people, uh, like elastic go back to their automatic, like any sort of structure or practice or anything that you can do that like has you go towards the new thing rather than going towards the, 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 the cycle automatic thing helps. And so vision boarding is just that it's just, it's like, you know, like you, you wouldn't have to create a vision board if it's something that's predictable or something that if you just continue to do the same pattern that you would, you would get that result. Like vision boarding is typically something that you would have, like, you're only going to achieve this if you do something different. So, you know, so like, let me, let me create it on, on the vision board. Like, you know, like the automatic would be to not reach out to Tevin Campbell because like, why would we reach out? So it's like, all right, well, no, like I need to reach out to Tevin Campbell and I need to be persistent. I need to like sell him on the thing. And, and then it's like, well, then you'll get the new result. Right. But like, what's good, what's going to be like all the structures that are, that's going to like get you to do that. And, and a vision board would be one of it where it's just like, all right, well, I have to look at this thing every day that says like Tevin Campbell, can we talk? Like maybe I should call Tevin Campbell today, you know? <laughs> How many times are we going to say that today? <laughs> Tevin Campbell. <laughs> Everyone's drunk. Everyone's drunk. <laughs> Everyone's drunk. Um, uh, Jason, we do got to re- look at wrapping up soon, but uh, Mike, I know you have some more great questions. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, I know. It's obviously it's different for everyone, but 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 when you're when you're working with people, what are some of the most common uh, blocks that you see the brain? creating for people that keep them from like reaching their potential is is there a commonality that we share as humans that you could kind uh, of history throw there history and some of it is super predictable like i have african-american clients where it's like dude that's just like the african-american syndrome of like you know the stuff that's happened to african-americans that you know like stories that your grandmother you know warned you about and said and like now your parents say it and now you're pretty much living it um, I mean, I can say that I have Jewish clients where it's like, you know, that's like, that's like, some of it is like Holocaust syndrome stuff of just like, well, you know, like you won't do this because of the this and the, and the this, and now that you think this is going to happen or whatever. And it's just like, you know, again, it's, it's one of those automatic things. It's a safety mechanism, right? Like most people have safety built into them, <laughs> you know, like you, you were taught how to say safe. You were taught how to say safe. I can't speak. You were taught how to say stick that one. You know, you know <laughs> that one. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, but then the world evolves and then it's 2022 and you're a 43 year old black man and you're still trying to say, stay, stay safe. Like, you know, a nine year old black kid in the seventies or whatever. And it's like, well, but the world, the world has evolved. The problem is our mind doesn't, right? So it's like the things that I think I need to watch out for are still real as, as all get out, right? Um, not to actually take it there, but like as a kid, my dad was a police officer and still as a kid, like I would go to the stores and have security guards following me around 
because they thought I was going to steal something just because I was a black kid, right? And I still go into stores now and like act like someone's following me around. It's like that hasn't happened for 35 years. But my head still tells me that it happens, right? Like you can't convince me that I'm not going to get pulled over and like um, harassed by police. And it's like, but it actually hasn't happened to me in like 20 something years. But my head is still like, no, it's it's still, you know, no, definitely, you know, that, that police guy, that police guy just got on the ramp and he's following you and he's coming to harass you. It's like, no, probably not, you know, um, so past unhealed traumas or 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 like you said, things we learned what to do to keep us safe when we were little and and haven't processed that we don't need those same mechanisms anymore as adults in this world that we're in now. And right, un- kind of unlearning those. Yeah, un- yeah, un- unlearning them, and 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 the, I mean, the best ones are the ones that didn't even happen to, they like they didn't actually happen to us or our parents or even our grandparents. It's like no, this happened to someone like 150 years ago, but like it was that important to keep the stories up that we still sort of, we still sort of do it. So, you know, I, I like helping people with some of those things because it's like a huge aha moment when it when it happens. Um, but it's also hard to give up. Like I, I consciously, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's an automatic, I go into stores and I think someone's following me. Like that's an automatic thing. So, you know, again, like the practices, structures, like I put into place when I get on the highway, I think the cop is specifically following me. They're not, but you know, whatever. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend here, um, in town who like, Whenever we go out, she it's it becomes her job. She does this thing to remind me that it's not like whatever it is I'm about to do. She's like, dude, that's not your job, because you know I'm like this dude where it's like I think I need to fix everything. And she's like, dude, it's not your job. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Not your job. Um, but with me also, that comes from being a you know just some childhood trauma of like if things went wrong, they went really wrong. So it's like I need to make sure that nothing ever goes wrong. And it's like not my job, you know. And that's not that's not a reality to make sure that nothing ever goes wrong. Because stuff <laughs> right, is always right. gonna freaking go wrong. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the worst reality TV show producer because like they'd be like, Oh good, the drama's about to happen and I'd be like, No, let's fix it. Like, like let's stop. <laughs> yeah, everybody go apologize. Hurry up. <laughs> we, we can't have a fight because then you know That'll be the that'll that'll be the show. It'll be uh, let's apologize. <laughs> let's let's apologize, hosted by Tevin Campbell. <laughs> Can we apologize? <laughs> uh jason it's been honestly quite the the you know you and i have kind of stayed in touch after meeting meeting each other and uh it's just nice to finally get this to happen and talk to you about you know what you do and give people understanding as to what a business coach or life coach does and you know if any of our audience wants to maybe seek you out for your services how can they do so yeah, uh, a couple different ways um one i, I produce some some really good content write some good articles uh, my Instagram page, my Facebook page, uh, what else is there? LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Um, most of them are uh, at Be Your Captain, like Be Your Captain, um, or just Captain's Chair Coaching. Uh, and then the website is captains-chair.com. Um, I do free consultations. You can just sign up for a free exploration session or a free, a free founder session. And um, and let's just start a conversation. And tell them Uncle Dad and Mike sent you. Hopefully, that'll yes, be nice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or tell them Tevin Campbell sent you. <laughs> yes. If, if, yes. 
<laughs> Actually, you know now. <laughs> go ahead, make go sure ahead. it's a video session. Sign up for a video session and tell them Tevin Campbell sent you so that you can see me lose it for about the first five minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, you better text me if that happens. You better text me right oh away. Oh my god! Like, yes, this mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, but it'd be crazy Kevin. if Tevin Campbell really did send them. Oh, dude, I, if Tevin Campbell hits you up, you better tell him to hit me up because I want him on the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike, before we wrap up, do you have any last words? Yeah, I did see you had an article that I'm, I'm looking forward to reading later. Uh, it's why skipping vacation for work is a bad idea. Definitely want to uh, read more about that and explain when I'm on vacation why it wasn't a bad idea. So thanks for writing that. Yeah, I think well start start practicing start practicing saying that. I think you'll find that most people never cared. They'd be like, Yeah, you're on vacation. <laughs> most people, it's it's in our head, not theirs. Like most people are like, Yeah, because you're on vacation. Oh, well, I have vacation, so I took vacation. <laughs> like why are you why are you working? You're on vacation. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. So that's what Mike needs. That's what he needs. I need your mind. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll remind him that. Where are you? You're you're also out in Cali or is it part of the witness today? Yeah, come to Florida, man. I mean not right now, like after the hurricane. Yeah. Oh wait. Unless we I went to there, unless I can get there early enough for the hurricane party, but not while hurricanes <laughs> happen. Yeah. It's hurricane season. Well but I, I if if there's ever a hurricane coming my way, I'm leaving. I'm not the I'm not the city and that's when you got to come to our area come to the right, bay yeah, area yeah. I will. We'll, we'll take you we'll take you out all right and, yeah. then, and then we can talk <laughs> <laughs> um jason thank you again for taking the time and chatting with us uh please everybody if you are interested in any of his services go check him out uh he's a good friend and also just a very good person to speak to and i think he truly will help you with what you uh, are looking for out of life uh mike Thank you. And Jason, thank you. And we will see everybody next week.